BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast and happy Wednesday. Hope everyone's having an amazing hump day. I am because it's hump day. And I'm here. And you're here. Yay. Okay, Jackie's back in studio. Mom to Haroldson. Exclusive interview. We've kind of been killing these exclusive interviews lately. So like... This just makes sense in just a lineup of amazing interviews that I get to sit down with you. Thank you so much for putting me in that category. I've been immensely enjoying the toast. You're crushing it as always. Yesterday's episode was very, very good and enjoyable. And it's just, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. You said that wrong. Um, How are you doing? Like, how's life? How's Haroldson? How are the nipples? Like, give us the rundown. I'll start with the good. The nipples are good. Woohoo! I'm very, very tired. Last night was a rough night. Yeah. Probably the roughest I've had in, like, months. Wow. And it's only been two months. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) Like, it was, like, first week vibes last night. Crying. Crying, and I just, like couldn't get like short intervals of sleep and I couldn't fall back asleep which is they don't tell you about that part it's the worst they don't tell you about the time spent trying to fall asleep right and it's like sometimes you don't get any time and then you do get time and you can't sleep it's so much pressure to fall asleep and it just it didn't happen for me last night this morning when I was getting ready like I felt like how I used to feel in college when I pulled an Mm all-nighter like a little like on the fritz yeah 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 drinking coffee short circuiting like having energy that's coming from weird places right 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 you know um so that was a fun throwback Mm -hmm. but I'm excited to be here it's nice to you know leave the house and do the show and we haven't done a show since kind of like the episode heard around the world which one was that Friday Friday's episode um, was literally, like, life-changing. First of all, um, I just kind of love remote podcasting. I can't explain. I think we're just, like, a little bit more unhinged than usual. Yeah. Because we're feeling comfortable. We're in our homes. And we're so, like, polished here. Like, look at us. Literally perfection. Perfection. Like, in our sweats. We're so elegant. Elegant, elevated, and unique. Your Um, new favorite word. Which? Unique. Now that I am a toaster, Mm -hmm. I have a running list of things that you say so much. Okay, what are they? Unique. Yeah. Twisted. Yeah. Hella. Mm -hmm. I called you out for that the other day. I was just wondering if you're a surfer. And it was hella rude. If you're a surfer (laughs) on the West Coast. Cowbunga, dude. Um, you've also, you don't say it with me so much, like with other people, you use a lot of more TikTok lingo, especially if they're TikTok girlies. Of course. One thing about me is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that a TikTok saying? Okay. Um, toxic. Yeah. And, um, just like girly girl. Of course, of course. Of course. Well, you know, whenever I end, like, spend a lot of time with Brian, I end up saying unique, twisted, and toxic so much because that's like, we'll have a conversation. It's just like. Unique, unique, twisted, toxic. Yeah. Toxic, unique. And the biggest one. What? Unhinged. Also a Brian word. Got it. You describe everything as unhinged, and I don't think you realize, like, it's 
it's um no but everything is unhinged jackie look that, around that's so true look that around true. that is true i take it back um we have I take a, it back we have a laundry list of things we need to talk about and it's two things and we need to remember both, both. of them the i think first we should start with, with merch with merch yes so we haven't had a merch drop in a while of course because you know your girls were just busy being business women and mothers so we have our first merch drop in a while this friday it's at 10 30 a.m east 10 a.m eastern time and it is our spring collection so we are showing off some of the looks today jackie i'll hsn you then you hsn me okay move your camera move my oh move Move my microphone microphone. jackie is wearing our matching other side our matching sweatshirt and sweatpants on the sweatshirt it says the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast bread emoji and that same design is on the pants on the left leg it is a pale pink what size are you wearing in both items jackie I believe I'm wearing size medium in both items. And these days, I would just like to say, like, I used to wear, right now, the medium fits me like a small used to. Mm-hmm. So I'm a true medium. I used to just be like, oh, I'll have it a little bigger. That's, That's so crazy. Snug. Snug. But um, not because the clothes changed. I changed. And the reason why I cannot wear that outfit today is because I lost both items in the caps when my vessel overturned in the Delaware River over the weekend. If you don't know what I'm talking about, listen to Monday's episode. I lost, and I wore that the whole weekend. It's literally my favorite thing. And... It comes with a matching beanie. How cute is that? Matching I like work too. Ha- I work too hard on my hair to put it on. So, like, do you want to put it? I on? got my hair cut and blown out, but I'll do it because it matches this right. outfit. So I'll do it for the content for the stream. Also, I just want to say I'm so excited to be launching this sweat set because we designed it so long ago. So long ago, we personally had them for I think a year. Yeah, I've worn it so many times, and so many times it was the only thing I wanted to wear. And like, t- I took a picture, and I'm like, well, it's not dropping soon, so gotta wait, gotta the wait. The beanie looks so cute on you. So we've got beanies, we've got sweatshirt and sweatpants, a cute little matching set. And then we have our 100% collection, which we can just never get enough of. We are launching a crew neck. In- oh, I have to HSN you. Oh, sorry. Okay, go. We are launching a crew neck of this new 100% design. It's 100% spelled out in bubble letters in the shape of a heart. It is so cute. It comes in this blue and white as Claudia is modeling, and she's doing a beautiful job at that. It also comes in a white crew neck with a green design. Yes. And, and- a matching phone case which is so cute and we don't have it here but a mug also of course we love a mug we love mugs and it's a big juicy mug not none of that little little mug i just put this phone case on last week and it's just like brightened up everything (laughs) i'm loving this color so it's a very pleating collection per usual pretty much expect nothing less and it's just really cute stuff to help you spring into spring and then the second list and so that's friday shopmorningtoast.com at 10 a.m eastern time yes um We'll have pictures of all of the items up on our Instagram so you can, you know, browse before you shop. And yeah, very exciting. First merch drop in a really long time. We hope you guys like what we made. all I've been wearing. Me too. New merch is all that fits me right now. (laughs) (laughs) Same. And I don't even have a baby, so. Um, Next thing on our item is kind of a controversial topic, but it's something Jackie brought up and I've been thinking about. And You you had been thinking about it? Well, I had it. Now I have. But like it's come up in my mind a few times. Um, And that is, you know, we got into a habit of opening the show, of course, with Good morning, millennials. It's uh, if you've been watching our show since the very first episode, it is a joke from the very first episode. Of course, we're not directly speaking to millennials only. If you're not a millennial, you can still watch this show. And we say it every day. We don't really think about it, but I was just thinking about it, breaking down the words "Good morning, millennials," and I have a lot of uncertainty around it now. Like it was such. 
and I'm not saying it's going to change necessarily. And, and we want to hear from you. We want to hear from everyone. But the thing is, like, what if someone's listening for the first time and they turn it on and they're like, good morning, millennials. Who are these losers? Goodbye. Yeah, no, it's definitely like an inside joke thing. And it definitely makes us look like losers. So I would propose, and I think we really need to talk about it. I'm not even saying this is what I would vote for, but the proposal would be like, good morning blank. Could be toasters. You suggested girlies. I think personally girlies is a phase, so I wouldn't tie ourselves to it. And it's not really an inclusive term, like lest we not forget about the all boys. of our male toasters. <laughs> our male toasters. Like let's not forget about, about all six of them. What about good morning toasters? Love. And then in two years from now we'll be like, we've been thinking. <laughs> it's a joke from two years ago. I don't know. I like good morning girly girls. Yeah. But again, it could be trendy. Not, we're more classic than we that. We are classic. So maybe it's good morning toasters. It's just a really big thing to change. And I, I feel like maybe it'll be that thing. It's like Samson cutting off his hair. I know. And the rest is downhill from here. Our views just start dropping and dropping. Like maybe we should just stick to the status quo. quo. If you want to be cool, follow one simple rule. Don't mess with the no, no, no. Yeah, stick to the status quo. Octave change. No, no, no. No. Stick to the stuff you know. If you want to be cool, follow one simple rule. Don't mess with the flow. No, no. Stick to the status quo. Stick to the status quo. Octave change. No, no, no. <laughs> that is an iconic octave change. What do you think is the most iconic octave change in music history? Because I already know my I know, answer. Okay, you obviously have planned your yeah. answer. Two more than I can be. Violins, here we go. Two. You raise me up so I can stand on Mount. Stand. That's my. In my opinion, the best octave change in music history. Well, you know, I've been listening to a little bit of different music these days, and there's a version of Old MacDonald mm. where at the end... I so can like, imagine. They're at the end, there's like, you know, oink, oink here, oink, yeah. oink there. And the whole, like, it's the longest song. It's like, keeps going. And then at the end, to bring it all together, it's, Old MacDonald had a farm. E-I-E-I-O. It's really beautiful. Is I that guess an it, octave change? No, it sounds different. If you listen to the version, just search Old McDonald on Spotify, the first one that comes up. Like at the end, they really like bring it, they t bring a it chorus. all home. It's my favorite. A choir. It's my favorite part. Sounds stunning. Yeah. The Big girl, finish. Like, you can tell, like she was in the studio. She's like, you mind if I just try a little do something? My thing? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, literally, you having a child has made me realize like what I was born to do on this earth is like to be the voice of children's music, like Fisher Price, like the toys mm -hmm. that like play all the songs. Like I could sing those losers. Like, so much better than them. Yeah, the losers being the singers or the babies? Both. <laughs> no, I could sing, like, I could sing so much better than the losers already pre-recorded on all the kids' toys. Like, yeah. they have no heart. They have no bravado, no, no vibrato. Verve. They have no verve, unique talent or energy. Charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. And if you ever want to remember it, I just realized they always say it. C-U-N-T. C-U-N-T. They always say it on Drag Race. Oh, also, Drag Race finale kind of crazy so spoiler alert even though it's been a week willow pill won and she was really strong like really strong the whole time but like i don't know meh justice for lady camden honestly and i honestly am shook bosco didn't make it to the top two even though i didn't think she should win justice for lady camden and remember how i said like when we first started watching like there's no need to continue cornbread is winning 
you remember me saying that? I don't think you said that. Yeah, I did. I said cornbread is winning. You said that you liked cornbread, but then you also said whoever you like doesn't win. Well, then cornbread went home the next week with a broken ankle. <laughs> so, um, but when the when Willow Pill won, she's like, I'd like to thank cornbread's ankle. Oh, that's so funny. I don't think I was wrong about like really having okay. an eye on cornbread. Yeah, that's really funny. Yeah. So that's your drag race recap, and let us know what you think about Good Morning Millennials because we're. We're torn. We're at a crossroads, and two roads diverge in a yellow wood. And you know what? We don't have to make any rash decisions. This is something that we can all mull over. But I do think it's time to start talking about it, because what about the new listeners? I agree. Like, what am I? And I don't want to encourage people to go back and listen to the first episode. Oh, we could tell you the story. No, to find it because the first episode is horrendous, (laughs) twisted. (laughs) It's dare I say unhinged <laughs> it's so bad do not go and listen but to the it the story is one of my favorites so let me take you back to 2018 when we were rebranding our show trying to come up with a name uh we obviously landed on the morning toast but along the way you know we like to be like the millennial morning show so we were thinking like good morning millennials like good morning america right and ben heard us talking about this and he was like, good morning, millennials. Sounds like if aliens came down to Earth and they were trying to blend in. So they were like, good, good morning, morning, millennials. And, and we thought it was so fucking funny. <laughs> and we just kept like adapting it. And it literally very quickly became our tagline. And that's why we say it like that. Right, because like, we're aliens. Trying just to trying to assimilate. <laughs> <laughs> aliens trying to assimilate. That's so us. Um, so let us know. We want your thoughts and prayers, obviously. So you can comment on the YouTube stream, leave a comment on our Instagram if you have any suggestions for good little intros. Um, or if you, you know me, I'm very change averse. So if you don't want us to change it, that is a valid response as well. Yeah, agreed. So we had, we got our two things. We had two things to talk about. We got a merch, Good Morning Millennials. Yes. So today's show, here's how it's going to go. We're going to do the Fast Five, obviously. And it's Wednesday, and we were going to do Dear Toasters, but we've been slacking on the... Um, TV recaps, of course, because like I said, I'm not going to ask people to like watch TV when they come and co-host. So today we are going to recap the Real Houses of New Jersey season finale and the second to last episode of Summer House. We'll do a nice, big, juicy um, TV recap. And then Dear Toasters will be pushed to tomorrow with Taylor Strecker. And she's always really good at Dear yeah. Toasters, so I feel good about this decision. Yeah, I enjoy her Dear Toasters. She's just lived like a lot of lives. I know, and I love hearing about it. She's so funny. So... That is tomorrow, and Friday's episode is a little bit up in the air in terms of who's co-hosting. We're just going to figure it out. Yeah, I don't know if it will be me. I'm going to try, but it might not work out. That's okay. We support women here at The Morning Toast. Thank you so much. And we support mothers. That's Claudia, that's beautiful. Thank you so much. So I think without further ado, unless there's anything else you want to chit-chat about. No, I guess we could jump right in, and if anything else comes up, we will be sure to go on a tangent. (laughs) So without further ado, it is time for the Fast Five Stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And today's episode is brought to you by Splendid Spoon. Their meals are shipped right to your door, ready to eat, and you'll only lift a finger to press start on your microwave. They send delicious plant-based meals and snacks right to your door, so it's ready-to-eat food that is designed to fit into your busy schedule instead of instead of taking time out of it. So we had really positive experience with Splendid Spoon because, you know, we keep kosher, so plant-based options actually really apply to us a lot, and the food was really delicious and so easy to make, like, Two things about us, like we are not going to cook. Like we are two girls who are not going to cook. So they fit into our schedule really nice. Every single meal from Splendid Spoon is 100% plant-based. It's gluten-free and GMO-free. And they're always made with plenty of veggies, legumes, healthy fats, whole grains, and spices from all over the world. They also have smoothies, grain bowls, soup bowls, and noodle bowls for you to discover. And with over 50 choices and a constantly rotating menu, there are always new dishes to try. I've personally taken a liking to the noodle bowls because I'm just, like I said, a noodle girl. One thing about me, 
I am going to eat the noodles. <laughs> Try Splendid Spoon today and take meal planning off your plate. Just go to splendidspoon.com slash toast for $50 off your first box when you subscribe to the breakfast, lunch, and reset plan or the breakfast, lunch, and dinner and reset plan. That's splendidspoon.com slash toast for $50 off when you subscribe to the breakfast, lunch, and reset plan or the breakfast, lunch, dinner, and reset plan. Splendidspoon.com slash toast for $50 off. Today's episode is also brought to you by Roderm, which is a sponsor very near and dear to my heart ever since I bent over in a fire pit in Utah and burned all my lashes off. Because I do love the look of false lashes. They give me more definition and drama, but I find them to be really tricky to apply. The lash glue gets really messy, and it's just too much of a hassle to be wearing them every single day. And that's why we're excited about Roderm, today's sponsor, because they offer a clinically proven eyelash growth serum for people who want thicker, longer, darker lashes. And if treatment is right for you, you can get it prescribed online. The results speak volumes. In a 16-week clinical trial, eyelashes grew by 25% in length, 106% in fullness, and 18% in darkness. To get your prescription eyelash growth serum, all you have to do is complete a free online visit and answer standard questions about your eye health and medical history. After you submit your information, Roderm... Um, and a Roderm-affiliated healthcare provider will get back to you within 48 hours. If prescribed, your eyelash growth serum will be delivered to your door with free two-day shipping. There's no need for an in-person appointment, and you can always have the option to message with your provider if you have any questions whenever it's convenient for you. So right now, if you're prescribed, new members will receive 10% off eyelash growth serum from Roderm when you go to roderm.com forward slash toast. Shipping is free. You'll get free and unlimited follow-ups with your healthcare provider to support you throughout your eyelash growth journey. Roderm, R-O-D-E-R-M dot com forward slash toast. Great. Thank you so much for that. It's a pleasure. Our first story, more news is emerging from the China versus Kardashians trial. It's wild. Corey took the stand. it's crazier and crazier. Corey Gramble testified that he saw black China. Corey Rambled? Yeah, Corey Rambled. <laughs> I love him. You don't him. know him? No, I do. I love, 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 love him. He's the best. The best. He's my favorite Kardashian. A hundred percent. Corey Rambled testified <laughs> that he saw Black China hit and whip Rob Kardashian. Corey claims he witnessed China punch Rob, whip him with an iPhone cord, <gasps> and threaten to kill the reality TV star during an explosive fight almost six years ago. Chris's longtime boyfriend, who testified at the courthouse on Tuesday, said it was just after daybreak on December 15, 2016, when he rushed to Kylie's house, where Rob and China had been staying, and saw an altercation. When he walked into the home, Gamble says he saw China standing by the bedroom with a rod in her hand and Rob about seven feet away, looking red in the face and neck as if he had been in a physical altercation. Corey said that when China saw him enter the room, she immediately dropped the two or three foot rod that was in her hand and instead picked up a long phone cord that was on the floor. He said, quote, she started whipping it at <gasps> him. She was hitting Rob and I got in the middle and got hit too. Ooh. I had to try to get her attention on me so Rob could get his belongings and get out of the house. I could smell the alcohol on her. He added that the house was a mess. There were Christmas decorations littered on the floor along with a broken gingerbread house. Corey said that once Rob was able to get his wallet and keys from the bedroom, he walked out the front door and tried to leave, but Corey's car was blocking Rob's car. Ugh. At that point, an enraged China allegedly picked up a patio chair and hurled it at Rob's car. Oh. China then continued to attack Rob, uh, Corey claimed. She jumped on the back of him and punched him in the back of his head. She tried to get the small table to throw it at him, but Rob was already in his car. He said he stayed at the house for a few minutes to make sure China wouldn't get in her car and follow Rob. Right. He said, I asked her what she was going on, what was going on, and she yelled that she hated him. She didn't like him. She said, why would I like this fat fucker if he wasn't a part of this family? Oh, my God. Wait. Oh, I'm literally going to cry. That's literally the... That is, like, 
the saddest thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, I actually have tears in my eyes. I didn't read that part. Um, I feel like for a long time, like, we knew that Robin China's relationship was, like, obviously not a good one. But this has shed so much light on truly how toxic it is. And, of course, like, you know, the trial is ongoing and you're innocent until proven guilty. But I do feel like in this instance, much like in the Amber Heard, Johnny Depp instance, it's, like, really, this is the point of a trial so that, the truth everything can comes come, to, the to truth light. can come to light and i do feel like in as you stated last week which now i agree with because you've been sending me tiktoks johnny depp like really is it yet to be seen but he's really being exonerated by what we were seeing by his testimony and what's so crazy is his testimony is over now so like the worst like the part that would make him look the worst is over because when you're on trial like even if you're you know innocent you, they're always going to ask you questions to make you look bad trip you up so now it's amber's turn so like Again, I actually have come to the conclusion that I think, like, they were mutually abusive towards one another. Um, I, I really don't know what to believe, but, like, I just think, like, what... We don't know, like, a fraction of actually what went on in that relationship. Yeah. But his testimony was actually really good for him, I think, like, in terms of the public discourse. But what I find so interesting about the China... First of all, I'm, like, just so tripped up by that statement, like, at the end. Like, that really broke my heart. Um, what's so interesting is Kim took the stand, and they were reading these emails she sent to various executives at um e about having you know china having the show canceled so china is suing them for having their show canceled and there is proof that the kardashians did that but what this trial is for is to prove what they, they had every reason to so like it's not illegal what they did because she was in a physically abusive person right. so everyone is like quaking because they're like the kardashians are going to lose because all these emails that are come out that chris and kim personally wrote yeah they did have a hand in taking the show off the air, but they are showing the valid reasons in which they did that. Right, because China was abusive. Abusive and Rob. crazy. And I think, but this is like China's lawsuit. Right, but now they're countersuing. Right, and so far she's coming off Horrible. worse than ever. Horrible. She already wasn't a sympathetic character, mm -hmm. and this, what's emerging, and it's crazy how much the Kardashians actually protected her. Yeah, I know, because, because we like, knew nothing. We knew nothing about this, and they, you know, and of course, you know, it's Dream's mom, so they're really not going, Ever to, going to speak on it if they don't have to. But she brought them to court, so. Right, and, and now we're seeing what really happened, and so they actually showed a lot of restraint over yeah. the years. And the story, while heartbreaking, like, does um, make me love Corey so much, that, like, he went over there... Well, put himself in harm's way show. like whenever anyone's in sort of sort of emergency like it's always like Corey who runs over a hundred percent because he's like in a weird way like a father figure even though he's yeah. like the same age as everyone but he's really like chris's counterpart and like he went over there put himself in the middle of like a physical altercation to get rob out safe so it just makes me love Corey even more yeah very much so. Also, very kind of Kylie to let them live in her house and trash it. Yeah. Is that, um, is that like one of, obviously it wasn't the house like Kylie was living in. It was no. like one of her many properties. Perhaps. Or like her old house that had Before sold. she sold it. Yeah. But also on this week's Kardashians, Chloe goes over to Kylie's house to like pick something up. But that's not Kylie's new house. It's not like the big. It's not the one that's like the very fortress. modern. Yeah. The for yeah. It's the one that's the farm chairman with like. I loved food. that house. Yeah. Yeah. Unless oh yeah. Because they had that little baby dollhouse. Yeah. Unless she just hadn't moved yet. But that was so long ago. No, she had moved. So I, but was so Kylie even there? She was just picking something up at Kylie's house. Right. Maybe Rob lives there. Maybe. I mean, I would love... I've always said I would love to see Rob make a return to the public life, to the show. But now, like, getting this inside scoop into, like, what his life was like only a few years ago, I don't see him making a return anytime soon. Like, he's obviously still... 
He's broken. It broken, right. That was such a crazy time, like the Rob and China of it all. Yeah. And like, we can't even really ever fully move past it because they have a child together. So it's just like the craziest, it was the craziest time. It was the craziest time. And I think, you know, he's paying for it. Right. Like, I think he, he got together with China, not because they were, you know, a great love. No, because they had like mutual Mutual beef with their their family. family. Right. And I'm sure he's beyond remorseful. And, like, now how his family is out here, like, protecting him so much. Like, they really are the definition of, like, family forever. Even Mm -hmm. though, like, what Rob did at that time was so egregious. Yes. They, I don't think, hold it against him. I think he feels bad enough. Yeah, and he suffered. Yeah. Clearly. Clearly. So crazy. It's a very interesting trial. I don't think Black China has taken the stand yet. So, like, I'm sure even more stuff is going to come out when she does um and her mom has quieted down which is good because her mom was like out here on instagram like threatening the judge and just like being a little uh nuts on instagram live right outside the courthouse and i haven't heard about her in in, like a week so hopefully um her lawyers like told her to stop because it doesn't nothing that her mom was doing was helping china whatsoever yeah so we'll keep you abreast on that court um case so much legal news recently so much legal news yeah but are you ready for our next story a little movie news i I think i am yeah the wicked movie is getting split into two and flams are flams are slamming it as a money grab a hundred percent yeah the future of wicked has changed but is it for good Ooh, that's good the director john m chu announced that his upcoming film adaptation of the musical will be split into two parts Basically, they said, as we tried to cut songs or trim characters, those decisions began to feel like fatal compromises to the source material that has entertained us all for so many years. Like, acting like this is, like, a documentary. Right, like, people have made plays into movies plenty of times. Yeah, no, but, like, Wicked is, like... And you know what? Like, if they can do it on on Broadway in three hours and they have to, like, change sets and outfits, you can edit a movie to two hours. Yeah, so... Also, what's so crazy about this is that the first part is going to be coming to us December 2024. Oh. And um, they said it's successive Christmas holidays. So it would probably be December 2024 and December 2025. Like, and don't we, ask me. Don't ask me to wait until 2025 for anything. No. And this movie, not this cast, but the concept of the movie was announced in 2017. Yeah. So they're going to be a 10-year process. Like, it better be good. Nothing is going to be good enough. For that no and also, like what's so funny is this has happened a lot of times and where something is taking like so long and people will find like the old episode but like in 2025 someone's gonna find this episode mm-hmm. hi 2025 oh my like, god i hope you are, you are happy to? healthy alive that would be great people have found that before like we talked about a movie in like 2018 that was coming out in 2022 and we're like that's never happening right but 2022 me i hope you're doing well i hope you enjoy the movie <laughs> um and still those movies like haven't come out like Lily bond totally Three. we were talking about that in the old studio mm-hmm. and this just is giving that vibe and by the way it's not even going to be december 2024 i'm calling it now because like look at the downton movie does anybody want to talk about how they're suppressing the downton movie they're suppressing the downton movie it was supposed to come out christmas 21 then it got pushed back to march 22 now it's been pushed back to may 22 and i'm sure if i go check the instagram they've changed the date again i wonder why why one why are they suppressing the movie and two where's henry talbot in the cast photo is he not in the movie Who's Henry Talbot? Mary's husband. Oh, Henry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Henry. Uh, he's not in the cast photo. What did I call him? I called you him said Henry, Henry Talbot. Oh, okay. But you just said like Henry Talbot. I thought that was the actor's name. I'm like, who the fuck is that? Mary's husband isn't in the huge, ca- like, Vanderpump Rules style you cast know, photo. You know what movie we talked about, I think, maybe even in the old studio that we just got a sneak preview of? Well, that's our next story. Barbie? Yep. Okay, so back to uh, 
wicked. I don't think movies need to be two parts no. unless it's like a sequel. And no, so, we all know the story, so it's not like it's a clip. Spoiler. And we're so, going to wait like from Christmas to Christmas. This is just This wrong. is just like the first piece of information we've gotten about the movie, and it doesn't bode well. Um, I thought the casting was superior, so I don't know. It's giving, it's giving cats. Yeah. The musical. It's off to a bad start. I mean, it's actually like been off to a bad start for a really long time. Because the Twitter account made to dedi- dedicated to the movie was literally uh, made in 2016. Like this has been, it's just kind of like a cursed project, I feel. Yeah. But I don't want to be negative because like when I hear Cynthia Erivo sing Defying Gravity, like I will things, have a stroke. Things will change. Things will change for good. So like I really want to be optimistic and excited, but like. Listen, you have a while to become optimistic. <laughs> yeah, I've got Take some time. your time. That's true. That's true. No rush. That's true. Okay, our next story, a little more movie optimism. Margot Robbie is transforming into Barbie in new promo pics for the movie. She's riding around in a pink convertible. I mean, she's literally Barbie. The highly anticipated live action film will be unboxed at, wow, New York Post is just with the puns, puns today. Puns killing it. At movie theaters in July 2023. What? So why give us a picture? Because they just want to keep dangling the carrot. Jackie, the and movie industry keep, is unwell. And we keep chomping at the bit. We've been saying that for a really long time. They, like, have not recovered from COVID. I would say they're unhinged and hella twisted. <laughs> <laughs> I would say the same. I really would. So, um, well, it's interesting that we got to see her because last we heard Amy Schumer was going to be Barbie. Yeah, but then we did hear it was Margot Yes. Robbie. And... I'm curious what the storyline is going to be because at one point it was going to be how Barbie was like cast out of Barbie land. Yeah. Similar to Elf, which yeah. sounds incredible, but then mm-hmm. they changed it. Well, because Barbie cast out of Barbie land as Amy Schumer would be so funny. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Margot Robbie's like a comedic actress. I've never seen her in anything particularly funny. So maybe now it's more of like a traditional Barbie story. I don't know. Yeah. Just like how Barbie met Ken. Right. How she has this like illustrious career, how she makes time for all of it. Right. How she really leans into her relationship and being a working woman. And not having a working vagina. Yeah. That must complicate matters. Uh For Ken especially. (laughs) He doesn't have a penis. Working penis either. Um, She looks super cute. But again, it's like how much fanfare can there be for like this isn't the Titanic, you know? A thousand So percent. it's like with all these movies, like, you know, Wicked actually might be the new Titanic. Like, I could see there being years of fanfare. But years of fanfare for Barbie, it just seems like a lot. And I don't really know what, like, the studios are doing. And we're I, just, like, so thirsty that we are, like, talking about it. over this picture. But at the end of the day, like, it just looks like a Teen Vogue photo shoot. Like, it's really not giving us anything. And hot take, like, I don't really understand why it needs to take so long to make a movie. I agree. Like, years? Like, look at Siesta Key. Look at the key, man. Look at keeping up. Look at Love Island, okay? If Love Island can turn around a premium, like, jaw-dropping episode in 24 hours, you can make Titanic in two months. Not Titanic, because they actually, like, built the ship. Yeah. But Barbie... You can can make Barbie in three weeks, deadass, like, for real. Yeah. Who's playing Ken? Uh, I don't know. Let's look at the IMDb for Barbie. But these projects that are, like, so far away, like, their IMDb's are full of nothing. Oh, interesting. You know, like they have no pictures. Yeah, they would have told us who was playing Ken if there was a Ken to be played. And if we're going like the obvious route, Margot Robbie for Barbie, then Ken has to be like Shawn Mendes, you know? Ryan Gosling. Like I said, okay, actually this movie sounds awesome. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I changed my mind. Totally. So yeah, was he always going to be Ken? I don't know, but here's the people who are in it. Will Ferrell's in it. Oh, Elf, literally. Yeah, yeah. Simu Liu from Selling Sunset. Y- Literally. <laughs> America Ferreira. 
<gasps> Kate McKinnon, Michael Sarah. Slow down. Kate Sorry. McKinnon. Yeah, I need to just like so digest. It's comedy. Yeah. Kate McKinnon, McKinnon Michael Sarah, Alexandra Ship, Issa Rae. Actually sounds pretty good. Like Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll keep waiting. Yeah. And I don't think Ryan Gosling gets out of bed for a movie that's not gonna be awesome. Margot Robbie? Yeah. Margot that's Robbie true. does not. No, she, she has doesn't. yet to flop. She's yet to flop. But you know what? It's this never- could be it. Speaking of flop, have you been following this Viola Davis story? No. Okay. So Viola Davis, there's a show on Showtime, it's called like First Lady, where they're focusing on three first ladies. I wanna say it's Betty Ford, someone else that's played by Julia Roberts. It's Michelle Pfeiffer, Betty Ford, Julia Roberts plays Let's say uh, maybe Barbara Bush. I don't know. And Let's look it up. And Viola Davis plays Michelle Obama. Okay. And before the show premiered, we got a picture. You know, like the, her portrait. You know Michelle Obama's portrait that became like iconic? Yes. Viola is in her Michelle gear and she looks just like she like like the way Michelle's mouth moves, like she looks just like Michelle Obama. So I think people thought like this was gonna be the impersonation of a lifetime. And I've seen a few clips on TikTok and like it's it's really bad. Like she's so Has overacting. The show come out? Yes, okay. she's so overacting. And I, I guess I never realized like when Michelle Obama, like her upper lip goes up when she talks. I, I never noticed it. And now like it became like Viola's way of impersonating. And it's like it's so <laughs> unflattering and it's really bad acting. And so much so that Viola Davis had to address it. She was like, "All right, not every you know project you're gonna do you're, you do." is gonna be great. Like you are gonna fail sometimes. Like she oh admitted, and I thought it was so crazy because it's like Viola Davis never flopped a day in her life. Right. Like she's literally Oscar, 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 Golden Globe, Golden Globe, Oscar. Um, and it's like this crazy thing that's come out of this random TV show. But is the show good? Haven't heard a thing. acting's bad? I, Haven't heard a thing. Yeah, and also the third first lady is Eleanor Roosevelt. By Julia Roberts. Gillian Anderson. Sure. I could have sworn it was Julia Roberts. <laughs> no, she's nowhere near the project. And Michelle Pfeiffer is Betty, Betty Ford. Ford. Yes. She was giving January Jones um, in Mad Men when I saw the trailer. Ooh. So it sounds like an interesting concept for a show, um, but there's just now been like a lot of discourse around Viola Davis's performance. Because when you were just saying she's never flopped, it reminded me of Viola Davis, who up until recently had never flopped. Wow. But you okay. know what? Like, we all have bad days Normalize at work. Normalize flopping. Normalize doing a bad job at work. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Well, are you ready for our next story? Someone who's doing a great job at work. Is it me with these ads? Yes, and Bad Baby. Oh, love that for her. Today's episode is brought to you by Wonderskin. We're going to tell you about a beauty brand that we're obsessed with, taking over our beauty counters all over TikTok, all over social media, and they're winning awards everywhere. The brand is Wonderskin, and this is a brand you've got to check out. So you've probably seen videos of their peel and reveal lip stain. I've seen them all over TikTok. It's the coolest lip product I've ever used. You put on a, like, it's like a bright electric blue lip mask, um, spray it with their activator, and in seconds you peel off the mask and reveal a lip color that is transfer-proof, waterproof, and it will last for 10 hours. It's like a really pretty lip stain. Also, that product won the Allure Best of Beauty Breakthrough Award. But they didn't stop there. They have the best skincare. It's called PureVoc, which is cover-up spelled backwards because it's literally the opposite of covering up. They are three products that work together to give you flawless-looking skin with a beautiful glow. And you'll see results after the first time you see it and meaningful results in just four weeks. For the first time in years, I can leave my house confidently without any cover-up makeup on. It's just the PureVoc skincare. 
Wonderskin was on the Today Show. They've been in People Magazine. Um, and they have their cult favorite called Liquid Gym, which is a serum that helps sculpt your jawline, your cheekbones, and your neck in as little as two weeks. So we've been using Wonderskin products for a while now. And as we said, we're obsessed. They create products unlike anything we've ever tried before. And the best part is they all work and have made a difference in both my makeup and my skincare routine. So right now, if you go to wonderskin.com and use the promo code TOAST, you'll receive 20% off plus free shipping on orders of over $50. That's 20% off when you go to wonderskin.com and use our promo code TOAST. Thank you, Claudia. You love your pure rock. I really do. Bad Baby posts a receipt to prove her $50 million OnlyFans earnings in one year. Truly cash her outside. Bad Baby <laughs> po- New York Post strikes again. Killing it. Bad Baby posted a screenshot of a receipt along with a screen recording of her pulling up the receipt, so you know it's real, via Instagram on Monday to prove she's made $50 million from OnlyFans. She said, go cry about it, bitch. She wrote in her caption, adding that she couldn't have done it without the support of the Scoop Agency partners. The receipt, the receipt shows that the once troubled teen, born Danielle Bergoli, has earned nearly, nearly $53 million in gross profits, wow. with her net landing her closer to $42 million after taxes, $20 million, mm-hmm. and then the cut to Scoop Agency partners and then she just bought the 15 million dollar home it's 15 million dollars. i can't remember six million dollars yeah it was six or 15 i was just uh i you I said six i did and then when i was telling you six before it seemed low can we look up how much her house cost um but this is just an update to a story me and ben were talking about last week because we were so confused how the bad baby girl bought a house in boca mm-hmm. for what i believe was $6.1 million. Ooh, Thank you confirmed. It's Ooh, a gorgeous house. So gorgeous. Yeah, no, it's not the vibe that I would have expected from In bad. In Boca. From bad. From bad herself. Baby comma bad. So we were shook because we were Very trying to think. Very modern. A little too modern for my taste. Very fortress. Oh, yes. We were trying to like figure out all her her revenue streams. Like she does music. She owns this like small record label. So we were like coming up with the receipts for how you still buy a $6 million house. And we had totally forgotten that she had announced that she was joining joining OnlyFans like a year ago. And the day she announced, she like broke all sorts of records. Yeah, she made a million dollars in six hours. So I had totally forgotten about that. Now knowing she made 52 and she only bought a $6 million house, I'm very proud of her for being fiscally responsible because you know what you get a six million dollar house what do you put down like a million bucks i don't know how houses work but it depends what kind of mortgage you want yeah like 20, 30 year fixed but i, I don't would know. say at least 20 percent which put is 20 percent of six that's a great question yeah <laughs> a fifth of a sixth i think it's like 1.5 that's oh a- <gasps> 1.2 i'm literally like a mathematician yeah no albert einstein over here literally um so I just wanted to update everyone. Everyone was sending me, like, when me and Ben were, like, sitting here for hours puzzled, like, how does she have so much money? Everyone was, like, screaming, only fans. So I know that. But me and Ben were also quaking because the decision to choose to live in Boca, like, is a unique one. It's not, you know, it's what not, I think of. It's not twisted or unhinged, but it is Therefore, unique. it is unique. Um, and it's just not what I think of when I think of places bad babies should live. So um, we were joking that it sounds like she's like an old Jewish woman. And thanks to some toasters <laughs> digging deep into her ancestry, Bahad Bahabi's father is Jewish. Bahad, when you say it like that, she sounds Jewish. Jewish, yeah, like from the great family of Bahabi. <laughs> the Bahabis were huge in the shtetl. The Bahabis were sh- huge. Huge in the shtetl, like beyond huge. Tevya, Bahabi. 
the fiddler on the roof saga you didn't know you needed (laughs) um so like really happy for Bahad we'd love to see women in business for sure I have a newfound respect I mean I'm not Bahad's demo I don't think she thinks that I am um but I'd love to see a working woman and an industrious self-starter such as she plus plenty of people have gone viral for doing this or that and to get your start on Dr. Phil and to come away with that minimum 50 million plus she has like sponsorship deals she has her music so this is like just one source of Mm -hmm. income you got to give it up for bob i completely agree everyone is was against her and everyone said that you know she could never do it it's true and you know what she said she said cash me outside (laughs) how about that and then she said fuck around and find out she said i'm bahad bahabi and jackie first of all that was the funniest thing you've ever said um second of all I completely agree. Like everyone counted out the countess. <laughs> and now we are, and you know what? Now people are like, I love when people show screenshots of their OnlyFans because it's yeah. like real true. Like you want to talk the talk, walk the walk, show me your fucking OnlyFans. So now everyone's like, do Larsa next, do Larsa next. Ooh. I would love for people to start sharing, even though like, you know, I actually would love to talk to you about this. Especially on TikTok, there's like this whole conversation about around financial transparency. Like if you're an influencer, like it's people are so like commend you for sharing how much money you make and like being transparent about deals you get or whatever. But it's like and and maybe this is just me being old school, but like isn't that private? <laughs> yeah. So there are some things that, you know, everything's always changing mm-hmm. in life and society, but I think it will always be pretty tacky to talk about money. Yeah. Um, I agree in fin- with financial transparency. like In the corporate world. In the corporate world, for sure. Because everyone, you know, goes into their negotiations, like, really siloed and only, like, knowing what they know. And they don't know what the person who's doing... The same work. The same work, maybe even less than is making, but they just ask for it themselves. And sometimes you need that confidence to like to you know need, that your partner has as making ten thousand more. You can go in and ask for ten thousand. You more. need context, yeah, for sure. But I think like this expectation that every and you should share that like with your coworkers, perhaps. And there needs to be some better way of doing it. Yeah, and but like that the fact mean, that you can't share how much money you make in a corporate space without it being an HR violation is actually like really fucked up. But that doesn't mean that you need to like go around to the rest of the world and share how much money you make. Yeah, no, there's whole like. Like financial transparency thing on TikTok, like like applauding content creators who like share exactly how much money they make every month. I just don't feel like I'm ever gonna do that. It's definitely extremely interesting and I will consume anyone who wants to share 100%. what they make. Um but I don't think it's a requirement. Agreed. And if you just like anything else if someone wants to do it and someone doesn't want to do it great they're fine. Live your best lives doing it or not doing it. Yeah. But I think also in the influencer space it's a little helpful when you have like managers and agents because mm-hmm. they have the tra- the context. They know what everybody else is making. Yeah. They know what you're worth. Yep, totally. So that should be right helpful enough. Yeah, but no, I'm so curious if anybody like wants to share what they're making. Like, yeah, I'd so love right to ahead. hear how much money people make. Yeah, how much money do you make? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I already know. <laughs> um, I was gonna say one more thing about this OnlyFans thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you think how much money do you think Larsa makes? Ten thousand dollars a day. Oh right. What does that equal out to a year? Three sixty five times ten thousand add two twos. Thirty six million? Three point no. six. Oh. That makes sense. My mathematician. If days Bad are over. is making fifty and Larson making three point six, I believe that. I believe it too. Um, I was gonna say one more thing and you just keep sidetracking. I'm so me sorry. I'll, I'll give you a few only, minutes to yourself. No, I, I remembered it and then you took it away again. Fuck, I'm so sorry. Snatch it. I was trying to like speak so that you could have a moment to think. I wasn't trying to snatch. The more you speak, okay, sorry. the less I can the think. The more you say, the less I know ever you straight. What I was gonna say. Mm. 
I'm sure like when she bought this house, I feel like you obviously forgot that about the OnlyFans things, but I think that like we're always, people are always living above their means. It's like they scrape together everything yeah. to buy a house that they really couldn't afford. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess I really have no point in what mm. I'm saying. I'm so glad we waited Other for you. I usually, like when influencers are buying houses, it's like they bought, you know, they're not saving. They're not being. Yeah. Conservative, physically conservative, conservative. And I'm glad to see that she is. But I would have assumed the same as you, that, like, she bought the biggest house that she could. Right. So if she made $50 million, let's say she realistically maybe took home 20 mm-hmm. um, And then a $6 million house where you put 20% down, assuming she didn't pay all cash. Um, I think that's very responsible. And I'm... Very. The more we talk about it, the more respect I'm having for Bahad. I, if any... Today's episode has done anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I went from really not having an opinion to having a ton of respect. I think you went from thinking that Bahad was twisted, unique, and um, unhinged to actually thinking she's quite hinged. Quite. Quite. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? Because the toast is making news. Oh, yeah. Because it's the final story. Do 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 do. Do 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 do. Normalized flopping at work. Okay, our fifth and final story. The toast is making news because Stassi came on the morning toast yesterday and shared a bit of tea that like had me quaking and I want to discuss with you. She said that the Vanderpump Rules spinoff was in the works before she was fired. Right. Stassi claimed a Vanderpump Rules spinoff tentatively titled Valley Rules was in the works before Bravo fired her in June 2020. She said that her wedding to Beau was intended to be the transitional episode between both shows. If you listen to the show, you've heard all of this. Why am I recounting it? Right. So with Stassi's episode, I asked her, I'm like, what is the juiciest thing in this book? Like, let's let's talk about like the real, like the things people want to know, like juicy gossip. And she said that in the same way that we were introduced to Vanderpump Rules at like the 59th minute of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and we transitioned like Sheena in the restaurant, Mm -hmm. they were planning on doing that at her wedding, having her wedding be like the last few final minutes of Vanderpump Rules and then the rest of the cast flies home and suddenly we're in a new show called Valley Rules. All of the older castmates, Tom, Ariana, Tom, Katie, Stassi, most of them live in the Valley. So they were going to have their own show that's no longer tied to the restaurant, which made a lot of sense because for years it's actually made no sense. No, and like fans have been saying this for so long. Like there needs to be two shows, like the juniors and the seniors, freshmen, like upperclassmen. So the freshmen were still going to be at Sir, new the Charlies, maybe new people, new servers who are new to reality TV, who still actually work at the restaurant yeah. and who have nothing to lose and can be unhinged and unwell. And who are probably single and yeah. will give us all of that fair. Yeah. But our faves, we would watch on a different show, which is a solution we've all been, you know, waiting for for a long time. And it's crazy that actually Bravo had the same idea. And Valley Rules is an incredibly cute name. And it's such a shame that it's not happening. I know. That it didn't Well, half happen. the cast got fired, so. Right. But I do feel like they're all still friends. Like, the show still writes itself. Like, yes. Bring but, back Valley Rules. But Stassi was saying, like, now that she's a mom, right. like, she doesn't think she would ever do reality TV again. Because, like, it's one thing that she signed up for, but she like, couldn't really imagine a world in which someone else is in charge of, like, editing, editing yeah. and then putting out content that includes her daughter, which mm-hmm. I think a lot of... And Lala might feel that way. Um, Sheena might feel that way. Brittany might feel that way. Yeah. So I think, like... It's over. Like, the idea, I don't think it ever would happen. But it was a great idea. And I think that might have inspired Bravo's decision to do the two New York shows. Even though I don't think it works the same. 
I'm still curious about it and I'm here for it. I'm going to keep an open mind about it. It's just, I know this probably like is, you know, so in the graveyard at Bravo, but yeah. for us, this is like new information and um, I don't want to like hope for anything, but it really did sound like a good show. And like now people are pulling this clip of Andy, like accidentally saying Valley rules on Watch Happens Live the other night and people were so confused and now it all makes sense because the toast is making things make sense. Making things make sense. So that was really fun um, to hear and see. Yeah. Um, and now we can just keep going into our TV recap. Oh, yeah. Perfect. So we are going to discuss the Summer House season finale. I might have dropped one card. And of course, is it the card that I need? Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Got it. Okay. Um, Summer House, not, uh, not season finale. Actually, there's one more episode. And the... Uh, Real Housewives of New Jersey season finale, which wrapped up in Nashville, which I thought was weird, like, to end on a trip. I hadn't heard that before. Um, <laughs> and that TV recap is brought to you by Air Doctor. The weather's finally warming up. Spring is in the air. And so is pollen. So if you have allergies, you already know what we're talking about. Fortunately, you don't have to suffer because a high-quality air purifier is key to surviving spring allergies. Air Doctor captures a wide range of pollutants, including odors, gases, and chemicals like formaldehyde. From stinky gym clothes to chemical cleaning products, Air Doctor is always on call to keep your air fresh and clean. Their classic purifier is powerful enough to circulate the air in a 630-plus square foot room four times per hour. So we're spending 90% of our time indoors as Americans, according to the EPA, and Indoor air can actually be two to five times more polluted than outdoor air. So if you think you're safe inside from allergies, you're not. And you better be purifying your home with an Air Doctor purifier. We have one at the studio and we have one at the house. And I'm not going to lie. I was like kind of skeptical about like air purifiers. I just thought it was. It's every, they're everything. I know. I thought it was like kind of like boohicky. But hogwash. honestly, hogwash. Because Ben suffers from allergies and I don't. I'm like, you're fine. I've never slept better. And when I wake up, I used to wake up with like dry throat and nose. Air purifier is just everything you need. Within a few days of getting Air Doctor, me and Ben's nasal congestion, coughing, sneezing, itchy nose, and watery eyes were gone, and we're sleeping so much better. Super easy to set up. It arrives in the mail. A professional quality HEPA air purifier is recommended by leading medical experts as an effective way to reduce seasonal allergies, airborne germs, and viruses to protect your home. Make sure you get an Air Doctor to keep you and your family safe. Air Doctor comes with no questions asked, 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Just go to airdoctorpro.com and use the promo code TOAST. You'll receive a 35% off discount on their classic Air Doctor 3000 purifier. 35% off, but only if you go to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com. Use the promo code TOAST. I love mine so much, and I also just want to give a plug if you are experiencing... Um, pregnancy or just any sort of nausea um like for me I couldn't take the smell of my kitchen mm -hmm. and I put an air doctor right outside my kitchen and it really really helped smart really helped I'm um, okay let's start with summer house it was prom and Craig's surprise page and honestly like I've never like screamed so loud and then when she came down for like her dress reveal of course like Paige could just like borrow one of her friend's dress and end up looking like so fucking stunning it's not even fair um the way like I seriously would take a bullet for Paige and Craig I'm obsessed no this was me when Craig arrived okay and this was me when she came down in her <laughs> literally obsessed yeah I don't even know what happened in the rest of the episode I could not care less it was Paige and Craig yeah, what happened? The florist. The fight at the restaurant. Danielle, of course. Always Danielle running after Kyle. There's something weird there. I didn't understand the fight. Like, is the whole house in a tizzy because Kyle and Amanda were fighting? Like, No, the whole house is in a tizzy because he, like, slammed his hands on the table and said no one, like, understands what he's going through. Like, he's the only one who has a stressful job or a stressful life. And they're like, 
please. And then Amanda was embarrassed that he acted that way. That he slammed his hands on the table and is like being drunk and like everyone's just trying to have a nice night. Yeah. And Amanda's just like fucking done with him. Yeah. Which is just so weird. And she's about to get started with him. Right. Because I totally understand her feelings, but like you are getting married in three like, weeks. And you still could make a choice, a right. different choice. But I'm sure that the show like highlights the worst of their relationship, especially because it seems like a lot of their relationship, they are at their worst when they're like drinking and out. And yeah. that's the show. Mm-hmm. I'm sure during the week when they're like sitting on the couch and now they have all these new dogs. Mm-hmm. Have you seen? Like they're They in foster heaven, dogs. You know? Yeah, totally. Um, but I do believe this is like the last episode we'll get in the house because next week is the wedding. Yeah. Which is cool that they the are... The wedding looks amazing. Stun- what a backyard. Stunning home. Need more details on the estate. I'm sure we will get some next week. Yeah. I think the prenup stuff is like super interesting because there's literally um, no way Amanda should sign that. I cannot believe Amanda doesn't own any part of the company. Right. In act- Like on paper. Right. And if they do split up, she should get some of the company. So Obviously. So the prenup shouldn't be like... Kyle's percentage is his it's like if we split up you get this much as opposed to half it's so selfish I'm sure that's what Kyle's plan is but he she should get half literally she's like the face of the brand yeah and she's on the show hawking it just as much as he is and he does she does the graphic design like she designed all the cans right I think she does a lot of the social media like she does plenty yeah and she he just she just doesn't talk about it every five seconds like Kyle does right because you can have a job and, spoiler alert, not talk about it. And you can flop at it. You can. Normalize flopping at it. Um, so <laughs> Once in a while. But what, don't oh, get yourself fired. We also saw, like, the beginning stages of Carl and Lindsay, which was actually really cute. Because Lindsay has been, like, really um, kind of chaotic this summer. And knowing what we know now, that they're in, like, the most stable, happy relationship, like, it actually is really cute. I saw something, like, in the middle of the night. I think it was a DM. Like, I can't remember where I saw it. That Craig, or maybe I dreamt it, but someone I think DM me that Craig said at a Pillows and Beer Live that their relationship is fake. <gasps> what? I can't recall where I saw it because um, I had a rough night. <laughs> Let me go through my DMs. Wait, that's so crazy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, I mean... No, I like literally can't understand why it would be fake because it's actually so cute. I know. I believe you. You don't have to search for it. Like, I really believe you. Unless you think it was truly a dream. No, I don't think it was a dream. That would be like a really weird thing to dream about, but I also can't find it. I've been dreaming about such weird things. Um, Okay, and then what else happened? Oh, I wanted to talk about Maya and Oliver. Like, Maya setting him up not to come dressed up is like actually mean. Because he was like, no one told me to dress up, and she was like, I told him he could wear whatever he wants. Like, don't be mean to him about what he's wearing. But, like, it's a problem. He he should know the atti- the attire. Yeah, but also everyone there, like, the, the thousands of people that they invite also weren't dressed up. Yeah, but so. he was, like, a date. And why wasn't he there for pictures? Um, I don't know. I don't know either. And then, like, Alex and Sierra, like, him promposing. So like, pathetic. <laughs> um, and I've also, like, started to turn on Maya. And I need to see how she acts at the reunion. But I just, like, had such a bad taste in my mouth watching her on this episode of Watch What Happens Live. Because, like... When I, now when I watch the episode, I see how good of a friend Paige and Sierra were to her. Like, really included. Like, they're a duo, Paige and Sierra. Sierra. <laughs> Paige and Sierra are, like, this dynamic duo. They don't need anyone else. They drive out with her. They take care of her. She lays in the bed with them. Like, she was such a good... They were such good friends to her. And she so changed her tune on Watch Robin's Live, which I thought was just, like, kind of a shitty thing to do. And if she has that vibe at the reunion, like, I will be turned on her. That bed needs to be Ooh. in the Bravo Hall of Fame. That bed needs to be... What's the word I'm looking for? Like the Grey Gardens house. It was with a D. Like when something's really dirty. Like you just. You come on. It. Help with the word. When something's really dirty. Yeah. It's like. It's like when something's unlivable. 
condemned. Condemned. Yes. Thank you, Queen. There is a D in yeah, the word. Yeah, yeah. Demmed. <laughs> the bed needs to be condemned, like them spilling, drinking in their outside clothes, then sleeping in there like, I could die in mama. The outside clothes inside the bed. Yeah. The soda cans. And everyone. Like, Maya gets in the bed. Amanda gets in the bed. Bathing suits. Lindsay and Danielle never get in the bed. It's crazy. I like the Lindsay and Danielle are, like, so separate. Yeah. I wouldn't get in the bed. Um, I would just because be I'm obsessed with Paige oh, and Sierra. No, I would sit at the foot of the bed, but the idea of like laying in bed, and also like then if you're in the middle, you have to look left and right That's to the talk worst. to people. That's the worst. I don't like that. I agree. I like to look at you straight on. Yeah. Um, so it was like a fine episode, um, but the Paige and Craig of it all made it like like the best episode I've ever seen of television. Yeah. I That was like really, they surprised me. No, I know. And she was so surprised too. You, oh my, truly. And... I was actually talking to Paige and she like sent me some um, some like behind the scenes footage of like when she was actually surprised and she like literally you never saw someone so surprised in your whole life. That's really cute. I have to say as much as I've hated like loathed entirely doing the show without you even though I love the co-host there's just like nothing better than us. Um, I will say that having to reach out to all these people has been so good for my social life. That's what I was saying to you. You've made so many friends. Like me and Shannon Ford, like I just bought a purse off of Shannon Ford. Like I'm obsessed with Shannon Ford. She was like getting rid of the Celine bag and I was like, I'll take it. Um, I text with Paige. Like I really want to thank you because like, you know, the thirst monster in me is very appreciative for all the new famous friends I have. Yeah, no, and before you had to do all that outreach, you were so shy. So and shy. And you would never have reached out to those people so unless shy. you had a reason 100%. to. So I'm glad that it's forced you to come out of your shell. You know me, like always just doubting myself. Yeah. Soft-spoken. So true. A little awkward. That's me. <laughs> um, okay, let's talk about the Real Housewives of New Jersey. The season finale was so good. Even though I felt like they spent a lot of time in the episode like talking about stuff. And then when it actually came down to the Teresa and Margaret conversation, they kind of abruptly ended it. Like suddenly Margaret was standing. Like it escalated so quickly. No, it was going in a really positive yes. direction. And then it turned. And I'm sorry, I am so team Margaret. And yeah. I don't know how anyone else is not. Like it's true. The way the women have such a low bar for Teresa, like even her brother being like, it's a big step. She came in, gave the worst half-ass apology on the planet. And everyone's like, isn't that nice? Like she's literally a toddler. Yeah. And I'm, I love that Margaret doesn't stand for that. Like she's going to have the same standard for her best friend, Jackie Goldschneider, her best friend, Melissa, her, the Dolores as she's gonna have for Teresa because we are all equal yeah I agree and I also love that like Margaret does have a soft space in her heart for she Teresa. does it's not like she just has a hard on for her like you know because she can be really frustrating like there is love there and there is something to return to but Margaret's not gonna be treated the way that Teresa treats people no and you know what I had literally forgotten about it's the hair pulling the hair pulling I never forgot and, and the way Margaret forgave her so quickly Marge never forgot no but she did she forgave let, she let it go she forgave but she did not forget 100% so it's just like after all this time why the fuck would margaret want to be friends with um teresa and you know jackie's being a really good friend to margaret and i know why and i get it but like it is beyond frustrating to watch melissa and i was talking to you about this before like melissa has gotten herself into a place where she's so um is the word ambivalent like middle ground yeah, yeah, yeah. she's so ambivalent that she actually doesn't have a role in the group really and I actually I, I don't think it could happen because I think Joe Gorga adds too much to the show but she actually is in the perfect position to be a friend of like I think Tracy has added more to the plot than Melissa just because Melissa is so afraid of offending her sister-in-law she, she can't she can't well it looks like things change at the reunion maybe because I think that Teresa like 
this comes is Joe, for Joe off. like comes for Joe and it's like oh you want to come for me now I can unleash all the things I was holding back in order to protect you and Melissa is in an impossible situation and I don't think she would ever be friend enough because when I love I think that Andy and like Bravo loves the familial aspect yeah, the husband the fact that like Mar- like Teresa and Margaret could never speak again you know there mm-hmm. was an offense and we could never speak again there's really nothing tying us together but like Melissa and Teresa will always have to come back to each other and that is good for television yeah as opposed to like okay I'll film with this person who's my co-worker but I never care see them. less this doesn't affect my life I thought the scene in the kitchen I was actually really proud of Margaret for literally calling every fucking woman out and being like she literally called me fat and you guys did nothing and you're sitting here being like isn't her apology so great like Margaret was on the verge of tears like after all the things that she said about Margaret and then in front of the entire group she's like well Margaret never forgets to eat like so nasty and you know what like really Dolores like that that's who you're gonna stand by like I can understand Jennifer being so blindly loyal and Dolores is blindly loyal to a degree but Dolores has a, a, a moral compass like she really does and for all those women to sit there and say nothing like I was with Margaret like what the fuck you guys seriously yeah. I actually really like um Tracy me too I, I she doesn't like add a ton but she's also not full-time so it's not her but she's on the right too. side of history she's on the right side of history I think she brings a fun element like she's always with the girlies and Tiki like gets the boys with love the guys. Tiki and Zach like having to pop him while I was watching and he ben. was like who's with Tiki Barber I was like his wife no on the show. Ben literally There's something for everyone. so impressed yeah no I, I was impressed to be watching something of such caliber let's talk about Louie of it all because I feel like at the end of the episode like we saw like a unique perspective Claudia, let's go back to our $50,000 house 50,000 <laughs> no let's not 50,000 square foot house even though I think it's 15 and he was like mumbling over his words because on Watch Happens Live Andy said 15 Oh, well, he said 50. I heard 50. Uh, he obviously said 50. There were so many, like, crazy fucking things. When he called his ex-girlfriends sick, desperate low lives, I was like, okay, you're the low life, obviously. Like, no, but, okay, say they were all sick, desperate low lives. What does that say about you? Right, who it's are you attracting? Like you just got roped into one accidentally. Right. Like, you have a... Low life after the other, have, after the other. Have a pattern. <laughs> 100% for being drawn to low lives. He <laughs> is such a low life. That's a perfect word. And when he got, like, a little too angry at the end, and he was like, come on, Teresa, it's so clear Margaret wants to sit in your throne or something like that. I'm like, oh, please. Margaret wants to be here. Yeah, it's like... That's the last thing Teresa needs. Someone who gasses her up even more. With delusion. delusion. I know. At first, for a while, I was like, maybe when they go back to the hotel, he knocks some sense into her. Because when when they come back from being alone, in the beginning, she's always pretty okay. She said hi to Margaret. But then, of course, she, she gets back to her old self. I thought he was taking her back to the hotel and, like, really, like... Like, supporting her in public... Tell, you know, correcting her in private. Yes. I agree. But he's gassing her up because even more. even when she was, like, acting out, it's not like he was gassing her up while he was, she was acting out. He's like, Trey, like, that's a lot. This mm-hmm. is a big reaction. So I thought maybe he was steadying her, but I think he's just fanning the flames. Yeah. And I have no idea what goes on. But they are, like, engaged. I don't think this They're getting married. Is, no. I think they're full steam ahead. And I think Teresa will maybe end up in a similar place that she was with Joe in the sense of like not being in the happiest marriage, but so stubborn that she'll stay in it. Yeah. But like, I mean, say, I don't know the exact allegations against Louie. I only really know what has been brought, brought up, up on the show. Um, so say like a lot of that is true, but I do feel like Louie really wants this relationship yeah, to work, to work. Like, I don't think uh, people who are abusive just stop being abusive. No, no, I know. And like, maybe he'll just act his way through it. And you know what? Do you remember last season when Marge opened up about um, being sexually assaulted in the workplace and Teresa said it could never happen to her because she's too weak? 
That was the most, uh, that because she's too strong. Like, yeah, yeah. She, she would never let it happen to her. It could never happen to her because she's Teresa. That was like one of the most fucked up things I think I've ever heard being said. Right. And, and so it tracks that she's not even going to address what's being said about her boyfriend. There are so many like awful things that she said and they just get no air back yeah anything like even two weeks ago calling her ass jiggly like if that were happened on another show with a housewife who was like in a, a different position uh-huh that's like a fireable offense not no? a fireable offense but like all the women would be like oh yeah and the person would be like i don't stand by my action right like a statement yeah so it's just bullshit like the show is so good but it's also so frustrating like as someone who like I watch these shows and I'm, I'm just like a person with a heart you know mm-hmm. and I just can't believe there are people out there Teresa stands out there like I would love to interview one of them and be like are you okay they have to be joking <laughs> no it's, it's like satire. probably like a funny position to take like we're gonna defend Tree no matter what I don't think I could like if you paid me six million dollars and be like come up with a really good defense for Tree I like I literally don't think I could no but the best defense that I'd heard so far was Dolores comparing her to like a puppy in the shelter yeah but we've been saying that literally for six seasons it was always like she's in a bad marriage oh she just she's going to jail oh she just got out of jail oh Joe's in jail oh Joe's dealing with a lot now Joe's getting divorced it can't always be something like who want like you at some point where's your personal accountability yeah we all have a lot of shit going on in our lives yeah no and I think the the most glaring part is like what she so she wants to protect Louis like at all costs and because she's like this dog in the shelter and that I can Dolores made me see it that yes. way but like what about when you make up rumors about Jackie and then go so hard at Margaret for saying truths about Jennifer right. like why are how you can't see that and that's put, what really frustrates me about her as a cast member yep and I'm putting like the same amount of pressure on Andy that I put on him on Candace versus Monique to like really make Teresa see how like what she did last season was so fucked up and she thinks what Margaret's doing is fucked up wait till Teresa hears about what she did last season like if Andy doesn't drill that home like I will be so and I know there's no getting through to Teresa I mean he once said it he said it on Watch What Happens Live this season like do you see how this equals x squared carry the one and she was like no No. it's different because um that wasn't true therefore making it worse actually Teresa but thank you for bringing that up (laughs) um so I'm really looking forward to the re- reunion. reunion. looks flames. Trailer was two minutes long. Joe Gorga walks off. Jennifer calls Dolores the C word. There's fighting on both couches. Like, it's very interesting. Yes, and I just want to end on a positive, which was that chicken eating contest was <gasps> so funny. I'm back to the, loving Bill Aiden. The men of New Jersey... Make the show. Make And they know that, and the women know that. And I, I'm sure it's, like, more fun for everyone. Like, we want to see our husbands. We want them to go on the trips. Like, right. when was the last time Beverly Hills women took their husbands on a trip? Literally, like, back when Ken was when calling Yolanda Hadid stupid. Yeah. 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 So it's a joy to watch. Like, Agreed. Happy couples. And it, it really, we don't get it on, even though it's the Housewives franchise, we don't get it anywhere, anywhere else. else. No, I completely agree. The chicken eating was amazing. I was loving Bill Aiden. Jennifer was being a little annoying, but like. She was being hysterical. And Bill won by a mile. A hundred percent. Joe Worker's like a little annoying with all the competition stuff. But he keeps the group The group engaged, going. A hundred percent. He's the fun master. But my heart permanently belongs to Frank Catania and Joe Benigno. Frank Catania is my celebrity crush. I completely Don't at me. I completely agree. Like, I would take a bullet for him. But also Evan, so hot and just like good advice, mm-hmm. good time, great husband, very nice looking, good husband, good dad. Like he's a real catch. They all are catches. I could make. The, I could actually make the case. Bill Aiden, celebrity uh-huh. crush, like plastic Joe Benigno. surgeon, Joe Benigno. I um and Joe Gorga. I saw Evan Goldschneider a couple weeks ago when he gave me a hug and like honestly like it was 
like one of the best hugs of my life. He's so hot. I'm sure that like he gets kind of slept on. You oh, a hundred percent. Because he's not like Joe Gorga, so out there, like putting dildos in his mouth. He's just like a guy. Yeah, he's just a guy. He's always wearing a hat. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not really. He's just doing his own thing. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure in, in person he could be a presence for sure, a force. It's overwhelming. Like the height, the smell. Like he's really like a gorgeous man. But not a force like Frank Catania. No, there's no force like Frank Catania. <laughs> I seriously like if I was sleeping next to Frank Catania every night. Like, do you know how safe I would feel? <laughs> Like emotionally, physically, like he's well, just not emotionally because he's probably cheating on you. No, when Jennifer was like, "What kind of massage parlors did you own?" He's like, "Good ones." <laughs> I was crying. Crying. I love him, Dolores. Like uh, Dolores is dating someone no, new. Dolores has the best of both worlds because she gets to sleep in the same house as Frank Catania, so you have that security. Mm-hmm. But you're not relying emotionally on him to fill your love tank. Hundred <laughs> percent. Um. So next week is reunion. It should be very, really good. It's three parts. It better be. It better be. And that is our show, that right? That is our show. We're about to film something really fun, exciting, and special at, for our Patreon channel. I guess I could just tell everyone sure. what it is, you know, because, like, why do we have to, you know, bury the lead? I'm going to be trying spritz for the first time. We are recording my first impressions of trying spritz. Yes, that's going to be our third episode for the month of January, February, March, April on Patreon right now. So head over to patreon.com. Slash morning toast. Thank not you. just any. Not Patreon. just any. No, ew, don't go to <laughs> patreon.com. <laughs> Yikes. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast life stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, Castbox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us Morning Toast, leave a five star review, a better, beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Hope you guys have an amazing day. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. Bye.